Hey guys, welcome to this episode of the Startup Diary podcast. This is where we're sharing the journey of building a business from bootstrapped to VC funded, and we share the highs and most importantly, the lows. In this episode, we talk about landing and expanding, how you are potentially missing an opportunity in your business and how the easiest money to grow your revenues is right under your nose. Enjoy. Hey guys, and welcome to episode 267 of The Startup Diary. I am Harrison Mudge, and I am with my beautiful co-host, Adam Callow. Well, thank you very much. Hey guys, hope you're doing well. I'm doing great, thanks for asking. Wasn't um, directed at you, it was <laughs> all the listeners, Harry. <laughs> Still nasally, of course, uh, but feeling good. Today is Friday, Adam. We know what that means. Anyway. You know what that means? Three topics, one decision. 15 to 20, maybe 30 minutes of just audible gold. Hit me with your rhythm stick. Option number one. <laughs> and by the way, guys, if this is your first time tuning in, these options, so we're doing like a Friday episode. It's a week yep. in review. So these are three things we've taken away from last week that we're putting onto this episode. Rather than doing three episodes about everything we've learnt, I give Harry three options, he picks the one, and if you guys think, ah, I really wanted option number three, all you have to do is email us and we'll cover it off in the future. Harry, option number one for you. It's a bit of a boring title, I normally try and sex these up a little bit. Veto. (laughs) (laughs) The structure of our new weekly all-hands meetings. Mm. Okay. Valuable, I'm trying to go value here. Option number two. Three new things I've learned about hiring. <laughs> okay. Option number three. Can't read my writing. Just going to bring my notepad up a little bit higher. We look to land, but rarely expand. Now, this is where he has... <laughs> that face this is where Harry has one question. He can ask a question about options one, two, or three, and I will give him a little bit more insight to what that episode could 100%. potentially I need, be about. I need more context for number three because I feel like number one and number two you can work were it out. very clear. <laughs> so, number three is something you found on a poster somewhere. Uh, um, no, the, the, the term <laughs> land and expand is a, like a fair, not a generic one. It's a, it's a known one for some people, I guess. Um, so the, the title was, we look to land, but rarely expand. And this is all about our focus on winning new business compared to expanding existing business. Over to you. And can we get the countdown time now as you think this through? I'm going to go. Or just pick. Are you going straight into it? Let's yeah. Go. I'm, see... I'm going to go with, I'm trying to think what's more exciting for the listeners because I know people get keen and then they start cussing me. I'm going to go with number three. Why? <laughs> because it sounds cool. Land the next band. <laughs> I, know, I now know that if I want to like point you towards one of these ones I just have to put like a clickbaity title on it and I've got you I'm just thinking of the audience <laughs> no man. that's cool man um, okay so this one is going to be much shorter than our normal shows uh, because it's more of a 
sort of a lesson that we're trying to learn as a business. So the way that our business works, uh, for those of you that are new to us, is we've built a community of tradespeople and we sell them some services, we give them some services for free. Uh, and that equates to about 20% of the overall revenue of the business. The other 80% comes from brands that we work with. Uh, so industry leading brands that we help them better understand their customers, create content that's engaging to help them eventually sell more products. So that's very much like an, a traditional agency model business. The difference is, is we have this community to help us basically beat out any other agency because we can come out same price, but not any other agency in the construction industry has 21,000 trades to test market and market to. Anyway, so one thing that we always do is, always, okay, what is the new business pipeline that we're working on right now? What is the sales pipeline in the business? Uh, and every business out there has their own sales funnel. You guys know exactly the type of customer you're trying to attract. Uh, and if you don't, you're probably going through that cycle right now in terms of working out who is your ideal customer, where do they hang out, where's their water fountain, where do they hang out, uh, and then go and working out how you, <laughs> weird analogy, uh, then... No, it made sense. <laughs> and then you go and work out how you get in front of them. But the <clears throat> thing is for us as a business is as we've spent a lot of time sort of Q4 last year looking at org structure in terms of who we need into the business, uh, how we grow the business and how we make the revenues match our ambition, like all the stuff we want to do. And it's sort of like the agency part of the business fuels the community part of the business. And we want to grow the community part of the business faster. So we need more agency clients. But as you say that term, as a business owner, you automatically think you need to win new business. So one thing that we're having a core focus on this year is less around how do we win new business and more around how do we grow our revenues. And that might sound obvious, but what I'm trying to drill home is building revenue doesn't necessarily have to be from a new pot of cash. Uh, I can't remember which podcast or something I was listening to. It's no one ever gives you the last hundred thousand pounds. And when I when I heard that, I thought, huh. You know, when you hear like a general podcast and then something yeah. just sticks out, and you're like, huh, no one does ever give you their last bit of money. So what that means is there's more money behind the scenes, and if there's more money behind the scenes from a client, then surely the relationship you've got is the one that you should be focusing on because the easiest business to lose is your existing business. If you don't do a good job, they will never renew. We work on a 12 month deal. If we don't deliver for our clients, we lose that revenue, which means if we're bringing new people into the funnel, but burning them after 12 months, we need a really slick funnel. Mm -hmm. And also that's not the sort of business we want to run. Yet our actions internally aren't aligned to that. We know we want to deliver amazing work for our clients, over deliver, so the following year they renew. Whereas what we're trying to do now is take the approach of, actually, do we need to bring new business in? Probably not. We've got some great clients. So how do we add? And it's not about just going to your clients and upping the price. That's not what we're talking about here. What we're talking about is how do you go to your clients and add, them, add more value to them in return for more cash? It's a two-way deal here. So what we're looking at right now is how all of our existing clients, how do we, instead of trying to win new business, which is land the new business, how do we just look internally and expand our current business? Because you've built the relationship over time, you've built the trust, you do good work, and then what you should be going in every three months, every six months, every year, is going back in and saying, listen guys, we're doing some great work. We've added these new people in the team, which means we can now do this level of work for you. Is there a budget in place? What does it look like? If we said, actually guys, we wanna do an extra 20Ks worth of work for you every single year, 
Uh, can we put something on the table for you? Is And it's not about just putting a proposal. It's working out, is there a budget in place? Are you really happy with the work? You can't do this with the client when you're not delivering. You can't go to a client and say, <laughs> we're late on this project, but do you exactly. fancy... Uh... <laughs> exactly, like client account, 25 grand. You can't go in and say, cool guys, I know we're a little bit behind the KPIs on that, but we've got this great idea over here. Can we get another 25 grand to go and do that? The client's just going to laugh you out of the room. It's making sure that whatever you've agreed up front, you deliver on. And this will change your mindset about how much energy and effort you actually put into that client. Because if you know that the ceiling that you're working to right now is 25K a year, you'll do that level of work and try and win that 25K year on year. However, if you know that you can potentially move that account from a 25K account to a 40 to a 50K account by doing great work, you will automatically every time try and over deliver internally because you know, do great work for that client and we're gonna win more work. It will just change you from being reactive with a client, here's what we've said we'll do and here's what we've done and reporting back on it to here's what you care about as a business and here's what we've gone and done to hit the KPI. We smashed the KPI and if we had more time, we could do this, this and this. Is there a budget to give us more time to do better work for you? That's basically all I want to talk about on the show. Any questions from you? No. Um, <clears throat> what sort of... Uh, no, I sorry, let me take it back. I think um, obviously you've delivered on um, a, the projects, for example, and you've got to be in the good books. Uh, is there any limit to how, how much you push something up or is it just kind of relevant to how much more you're trying to get out of them in the first place? So like you don't necessarily want to, or do you want to double the, the contract price of renewal, for example? Like if you're on 25K a year, yep. Um, are you going to shoot for the 50 or is it not about that? Is it about just saying, well, we can probably move them up to 30 just by adding one more thing? It's a really, really good question. I'm so glad you actually asked it um, because there's a risk that the way I spoke about it, it's like just increase, the increase, mm. increase, increase. The key thing that you need to understand is the only way a client will ever give you more work is if you've delivered value for them. And you need to understand how that magic how that value is measured internally mm. otherwise you can't talk their language so actually it's a good it's a good point is internally what we've done now is we've created what we call a playbook for each client what are the three pillars what are the things that they care about achieving as an overall business that we can impact and then how do we measure it we're in the process of going through that playbook with all of our clients right now because we do it internally and I'm like we should share this with them like this is how we see their business let's share it with them let's make sure it's right so then every project we do, it says, which pillar does this project fit into mm. and what's the measure? What's the KPI? And then we're on the same page. We know the KPI, we know where it fits. So if we do a good job, you know about it. If we do a bad job, we both know about it. We, we, we're both mm. on the same page about everything. Um, so to get back to your question in terms of how much do you aim to grow an account by, ignore that right now. And the conversation you should have internally as a team is if we had more time for this client, what else would we do to add value to them? Brainstorm and workshop that. Come up with all the ideas, then assign a price tag. We've got one client that is 4X in one year. Like 4X, 4X and it's a, it was a, I don't want to give the numbers away, but it was a, a good five-figure account that 4X, just slightly less, 3.5X in one year. Because we did some great work and we we're like, actually guys, we know that if we did this, 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 and this, it would work because we've shown you a taster of it. This is our proposal. And I felt a little bit ill, like putting that product. So like, is this guy, what I didn't want him to do is, is this guy taking the piss? Mm. Because I backed it up with the work that I've done 
as a team, I say we, it's us, because I've backed it up with the work that we've done, to correct myself there, is I could go in with a case and say, you can, you can stay here. I'm not saying if you don't take this, we're not working together. Just on that, this is a renewal point then that you're introducing these things as well. Uh, yes and no. Another awesome question. This was a renewal point, which is like, here's what we've done the last 12 months. And I know that if you stayed here, we can do something similar. But I also know, coming back to, they don't give us our, their last, this is a made up number, but 100K, is I know there's more marketing money. So my question for you, Mr. Marketing Director, is mm. are we driving more value than where else you're spending that money? Because if we are, you should move it from there to here and let us go and do our job even better for you next year. That's the sort of conversations you need to be having. And then where it comes in terms of renewal time, I used to think renewal times is when we renegotiate, price increase, whatever it is. I don't think like that now. Because something might happen in their business. We're speedy. Mm. Launch a brand new product, okay? Mid-retainer partnership. So obviously we're going to do our normal work to do it. But I just fired an email over to the guy and I was like, listen, I know this is a new product for you. I think we could do something. We did a campaign for them with Screwfix uh, like a year and a half ago. I said, I think actually if we repeated this right now for this product, the same thing would work. Let's just rinse and repeat the same thing. We had a track record. We did the work and he was literally within like 15 minutes like yeah crack on he signed the budget off in 15 minutes because we built the trust in that track record and in the process of doing that campaign again which has added value to that annual yearly value of that client Um, so don't wait it all boils down to is how do you add value to the client and then don't be afraid to go and speak to them and say we're doing this work we could be doing all this for you obviously there's a cost associated to it if you're happy with this let us do more Mm. that's what I'd do hopefully that's been helpful for, for you guys that are listening in terms of how you think about dealing with your existing clients and not just thinking about trying to win new business. I'm a salesman. I love clo- I love pitching. I love closing deals. But I'm actually thinking, it doesn't have to be a new business. Yeah. I can go and pitch my existing client, my existing people that trust me, which is the easiest yeah, meeting the to ones. get. Go and do that first. Go and make sure you're driving as much value for your existing customers because they're the easiest ones to grow revenue for and they're the ones that if you start losing, you have big churn, you have big problems. So go make sure they love you, grow those accounts as big as you can get them, and then worry about new business. Land and expand. Land and expand, Harry. And if you have any more questions to follow up with landing and expanding, you can email them in to questions at startupdiary.club. Or if you want to hear another topic that we didn't discuss today, same place, questions at startupdiary.club. Leave it there. See you next time.